Hey, this is Henry Phillips, and you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian and sports fan Bill Dwyer has a very good question. Why is there not a fantasy comedy league? Why is there not? Why are points not awarded for an excellent setup and punchline? A crazy premise at six points. We'll hear more from Bill in just a few minutes. We have some big news about our friend Mike Travers and his song, I Love You, Pittsburgh. Uh, Fangirl launches her blog. We'll have uh, more on that in a few minutes. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. McDonald's experienced its first quarterly sales drop in decades last week, sparking fears that the top-selling fast food chain may be slipping in popularity. Experts advised McDonald's to consider serving its popular breakfast items all day, delivering its meals, and making food items that taste differently from one another. The fiscal cliff is looming. If Congress and the President don't act by December 31st of this year, spending cuts and tax increases will be implemented. Experts warn that this could lead to a recession, a higher unemployment, and to every imminent crisis being called a cliff. If there's some kind of a scandal involved, maybe it'll be a cliff gate. Several airlines based in the Persian Gulf are trying to woo Western flyers. Many have ordered new jets, expanded routes, and have begun offering special perks and incentives to passengers. These include roomier seats, free Wi-Fi, and a complimentary glass of petroleum. Congress will welcome its first openly bisexual representative with the election of Kristen Sinema, Democrat, of course, of Arizona. Ms. Sinema has legislative experience at the state level, legal experience as a practicing attorney, but pundits feel that she may be too indecisive. Egyptian President Mohamed Morsi has issued an order preventing any court from overturning his decisions, essentially allowing him to run the country unchecked until a new constitution is drafted, his spokesman announced on state TV this past Thursday. Morsi further decreed that a new constitution cannot be drafted until last year's protests are investigated, the new military leadership is vetted, and the Cleveland Browns win the Super Bowl, essentially making them ruler for life. Newark Mayor Cory Booker is going to live on a food stamp budget for a week in solidarity with Americans who feed their families on the government assistance program. Phoenix Mayor Greg Stanton underwent the same experiment back in September on a budget of $4.16 a day. He lived on very little food, just like many Americans who use food stamps. He could only afford to buy certain, often processed and unhealthier foods, just like many Americans who use food stamps. And he kept a journal on Facebook, which he accessed through his Obama phone, just like every American on food stamps. I feel like that should be another one of those uh, uh, newsbusters ones. Let me try that with a punchline after it here, and uh, like like that uh, Jody lady does it. Uh, let me see. We'll pick it up from often processed foods, like many Americans who use food stamps. And he kept the journal on Facebook, which he accessed through his Obama phone, just like every American on food stamps. <gasps> okay. China's manufacturing industry showed further signs of improvement in November, according to a key indicator. HSBC said its initial Chinese Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, rose to a 13-month high of 50.4 in November from 49.5 last month. Consumers are buying more goods, banks are lending more money, and factories are installing more suicide nets. Curiosity rover may have discovered something really interesting. John Grotzinger, principal investigator for the Curiosity rover mission, revealed to NPR this past week. He added that the data is going to be one for the history books. It's looking really good. Many scientists speculate this could be the biggest announcement involving Mars since Dr. John Gray discovered that women come from there. 
And that's been Fake News with me. Okay, joining us here uh, is Fangirl. Say hi, Fangirl. hey Okay, and uh, what's your big announcement, Fangirl? Um, I recently started a blog dedicated to interviewing bands because I figured I should actually do something with my love for bands. Right now, it's just up on Tumblr, and it's called Check Check Hey after a concert I went to with my dad, and I'm pretty excited about it. Okay, we'll link to it from the Podbean page, and uh, what's the first uh, post on the Check Check Hey blog? The first post right now is my interview with Lights from a couple weeks ago. It's really short because I wasn't sure how much time I'd have, but she said some pretty funny things, so... Okay, and of course uh, you heard the audio of that last week, but check out uh, Hannah's review of uh, the Lights concert and uh, all things musical on, uh, was it checkcheckhey.tumblr.com? Mm-hmm. Brilliant, all right, thanks to Fangirl. Bill Dwyer is a stand-up comedian that you may know from such sports-themed shows as the Ultimate Fan League, BattleBots, and the Tiny Football League that they showed on the Sunday Night Football broadcasts last year. He's also a husband, a father, an experienced stand-up comedian, and we had a chance to speak with him in advance of his appearance at the Acme Comedy Club up there in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Here now is our interview with Bill Dwyer. Joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's comedian Bill Dwyer. Bill, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, excellent. Just uh, just hoarding, doing a lot of hoarding. Excellent. For the coming apocalypse. For the coming apocalypse, certainly. Is uh oh oh that's right yeah we've got less than a month now. Yeah yeah well and you know because President Obama's reelected too he's going to take everybody's guns and everything even though he had four years to do it before. He's uh, yeah. now he's now he's really gonna do it. <laughs> I don't know uh, who did Minnesota uh, vote for in the uh, in the uh, in the presidential election. You know, I'm not sure. I'm in Ohio, so I don't I don't really. Oh, know. Oh, you are? Yeah. Even though this, yeah, I live in Cincinnati. Even though this, the the print part of this will be for Minneapolis, but um, yeah, I'm in I'm in Cincinnati still. Really? Yep. Oh, that's uh, that's an awkward moment in the podcast, huh? Yeah, it is. Now I know Michelle Bachman did win up in Minnesota, won her district by like a couple hundred votes. Yeah, just barely won it. Uh, yeah, she's not uh, she's not that brainy that Michelle Bachman. No, no, but, no. Uh, yeah, huh? Right up there with Sarah Palin with the sexy that's... older gals, huh? <laughs> yeah, Michelle Bachman. Yeah. Hey, another awkward podcast moment. Um, well, I know you follow sports a lot. Do you? Did you follow politics a lot, or do you? Uh, my guy won. I was uh, I was pretty happy about that. Well, that's cool. And, uh, yeah. And uh, do I follow politics? I don't know. They give us. Uh, I'm out here in Los Angeles, and they give us way too much power uh, for voting. We have yes. propositions every year, and apparently, we are bankrupting the state because they're they're asking us what we want, and we want it. <laughs> Bullet. Bullet train in San Francisco, we sure. want it. That's going to cost you $60 billion per person. We don't care. We want it. Well, and you can also yank and, and uh, guys out of office you know, at a moment's notice. Yeah, I don't even think we do that. I think it's guys from out of state who start petitions. Everybody loves California. They want to be here or they want to affect it. Yeah. Or they want to take stuff away from us. Oh, yeah. Whatever we start, 
You guys like movies? We'll start making movies down here in North Carolina. You bet we will. <laughs> um, you're from Chicago originally? Chicago, yes. There you go. takes nothing away from anybody. So Chicago. You, so you and you and Dor and Pardo and uh, who else? Graham Mike Elwood and Eagle. yeah, yeah, tons, tons and tons. Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. A lot of Mike. You find a, a lot of Mike's. comics are usually Bill, Pat, Mike, Jim, Jimmy, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I I don't recall the story um, about how you wound up being in the comedy business, or perhaps I've forgotten because I know we've spoken several times. In fact, you were on the the football podcast I do last year. But um, yeah. we talk more about how you don't like fantasy football uh, as opposed to like <laughs> comedy. But um, so I, I can't remember what the what the backstory was. It you were you always funny, and someone said you should be on a stage somewhere, or was it a matter of that you always wanted to be a comedian growing up? Why is there not a fantasy comedy league? There Pete? should be, man. Why is there not? Why are points not awarded for an excellent setup and punchline? A crazy premise. That's Six points, and if you can deliver on it, that's another six. Where's that fantasy league? You get laughs God. and applause. That's that's six points. There you go. Right. God, that would be tedious. Um, <laughs> Figure that one I, out. I yeah. uh, tried some comedy in college and uh, did okay. And with that in my head, I headed out to Los Angeles. After that. I actually came in third. I never told you this story. I think, but I've, I've probably forgotten it. I've, I've spoken to hundreds of guys, and I get everybody's story mixed up now. When did, when did the joy go out of your life? <laughs> I've spoken to hundreds of guys. I've forgotten everything. I have everything. All right. Or I mix them all up. Um, I, um, I came in third in the uh, Catch a Rising Star stand-up uh, competition at uh, Southern Illinois University, and the first place winner was Joey Gutierrez, oh, okay. who, uh, who created... Uh, Still standing. Oh, okay. Uh, this is all coming back to me now. <laughs> yeah, and then the uh, second place winner was Peggy Kaczynski, uh, a nice Polish gal who uh, who does sports on uh, NBC uh, Channel 5 in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and then I was third place. Me, TV's Bill Dwyer, who has appeared on such morning shows as uh, Perk Up Pittsburgh at <laughs> 9 a.m., <laughs> and uh, Oahu, it's going to be another great Hawaiian day. <laughs> so we did, uh, we did okay, <laughs> the three of us. So now, I guess so. Folks that know you as TV's Bill Dwyer also know that you do a lot of sports. And is that something you uh, purposely sought out to do? Kind of talk a lot about sports, or was it just something that kind of you just had a notion for and you found yourself just at those gigs? Yeah, I just, uh, you know what, maybe I think I got a sports face. I think so. I got, a, uh, I got kind of a loud sports voice, and then, uh, and then I know some sports. You know, I know enough about sports that uh, it sounds like I can't, you know, that I can do what I do. I mean, you know, the sports that I do, for God's sakes, you know, robots and ex- extreme dodgeball. Yeah, but you also know. you did the, the tiny football league. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, but that was all uh, that was all scripted stuff. And, well, and, I mean, uh, I improvised a lot of that, but and uh, boy, that was uh, that was some funny stuff. I gotta say, I don't think Dan Patrick and those guys were getting it at all. No, no, and weird because he's got a pretty good sense of humor. Uh, Dan's got a great sense of humor, but uh, you know, he's got this uh, he's got the Sunday night football gig, and he doesn't want anybody thinking that the funny guy talking about the kids is part of his team. It's part of his so, team. Yeah, you know, I can understand that. And then you also hosted hosted the Ultimate Fan League. 
correct? Or, oh, or oh yeah. Yeah, that was a good show. Wasn't that a good? What? Yeah, where's a good sports game show again? For Ex- God's sake! I know, right? They haven't. Uh, they haven't had a good one in a while. After uh, Fox had me, they did our show for a year. Then they did uh, something with Matt Vaskersian, which was okay, uh, but it didn't. It didn't affect him. Obviously, that kid's doing okay. And then, uh, and then nothing. No good sports shows since then. It's weird because um, you know the the pub trivia is so popular, and a lot of your pub trivia is sports trivia based. You would think that you know they would probably you right. Know. And plus, Jesus, there's so many sports. You know, I mean, radio stations, you know, around. I mean, they have to fill so much time with minutiae of sports. I just can't believe there's not a sports game show. Oh, yeah, then there was, a, you know, the guy who's the idiot savant on ESPN. He was, uh, he knew everything about sports, and he took on, like, all comers. Oh, on okay. You know what I'm talking, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know what it's called. It I'll, I'll have to look that up. Uh, look that up. Look it up and post and figure that out. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's hosted by Stuart Scott. Oh, are we going to edit this? <laughs> yeah, we may have to. Um, do you? Yeah, we sure are. Do you find <laughs> you are going to have to chop out a good hour and a half from this from this fifteen minute interview? Or uh, however long we're going, I don't really know. Uh, well, speaking of uh, sports programming ideas, do you ever get a chance to pitch any? Because I'm sure you probably have some some pretty good ideas. And like you said, there's just you know not only on radio but on TV, they got a lot of time to fill, and sometimes they do it successfully, and and sometimes not. We did one. We did one like ten years ago. We did like a live uh, pilot presentation. Um, uh, uh, God, I, I can't even remember what it was called. Um, not off the grid, but. Um, we interviewed uh, Jason Capono, who at that point, so this was like 10 years ago, right? Because at that point he was like a senior at UCLA. And uh, what was the name of the coach then? I can't remember. So let's just uh, let's just fake a name, right? Uh, okay. You know, let's say, uh, you know, uh, let's say it's a Rich Brooks. You know, I know it's a football guy, but I just can't think of it. I said, uh, now I hear that uh, Rich Brooks has said that he this uh, he's assembled. This is the finest uh, lineup of talent that he's assembled uh, at UCLA. Now, I have just one question for you, Jason. Who's Rich Brooks? <laughs> and, uh, and the kid was just fantastic. He just took it in stride at the end of the interview. He's a senior in college. I said, now I've, got, uh, I've got the keys for a 1987 Cadillac Coupe de Ville outside. These are yours if you want them. <laughs> and then uh, I think he grabbed them and ran. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's just so weird that there's some more, you know, uh, stuff. I guess they think this the sports mind is very narrow and only wants, you know, either live sports or highlights and or some. Right? Yeah. Like, how does how does Norm show? You know, Norm was great, and that was a pretty oh, yeah. good show. Yeah. How does that show not? I mean, how do you not hang in there with Norm? Exactly. I mean, at least for a while, for God's sakes. I know. Um, as I, I remember, um, this just popped into my head. That something I meant to ask you before was um, when you were doing Last Comic Standing. I remember doing the auditions. You had mentioned you had taken a year off during your stand-up. Um, why did was that when you were doing uh, like a lot of the TV and BattleBots and all that, or was it just something you wanted to focus on? Uh, no, that was when I was a salesman. I had a I had a regular job. Really, I wanted to sleep a little bit. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was early on in the uh, in the career. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, I had uh, I had uh, probably one kid at that time. Oh, okay. And 
Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, I thought I was going to be a salesman. I didn't know. Hmm. And what brought you back to comedy? Uh, my wife said, uh, if you're going to be a salesman, we can uh, live in Chicago. I said, okay. Oh, I get it. Ah. <laughs> so they kind of, uh, yeah, they kind of, sometimes they figure things out for you. Yeah, uh, or or the opposite. My wife always tells me, you're not funny. Why are you going to the comedy club? They're, <laughs> they're laughing at you. <laughs> tell, tell her to stop talking to you that way. It's not helping. I, I, I do. I, t- I totally tell her that. And she goes, well, I'm not here to help you. <laughs> but then the irony is she'll write jokes and say, you should do that when you do stand-up again. I'm like, okay, but that'll require me doing stand-up in order to tell your joke. So, I don't know. <laughs> She well, came wait, up you with, just uh, said, and again, no one, uh, yeah, they're not, uh, they're also not asked to always be uh, uh, sensible or logical, yeah. you know. And she came up with a pretty uh, good bit uh, last time, and I used it twice, and I didn't think it was, I was selling it properly, but I guess I, I must have sold it properly. She was talking about how when you go to the grocery store, you end up with a, you end up with a shopping buddy. All of a sudden, you start off in the produce section, and you see, and you have to get around their cart, and then two hours later, you see them, and you feel like you have to acknowledge them. And oh, hi, you're getting cornflakes too. I'm getting cornflakes too. And uh, I guess I sold because people liked it twice, and I was like, I'm not sure this is really. It's a good premise, but I didn't, I didn't think I did it justice in that. And here I did. And, but so then, like, is that, is that the joke that she gave to you? Yeah, yeah, that, that shopping buddy. And I was able to use that with some other grocery store stuff I have because, of course, I'm lame. And, uh, you know, who doesn't enjoy grocery yeah, store could, humor? Could, yeah, I, I mean, you could certainly turn that into a bit. And then you got to break up with your shopping buddy. Yeah, oh, right there you go. Yeah, yeah, I can extend it that way. And yeah. then it gets into a thing about my joke about when you get to the counter and the, the clerk asks you this question, they don't really have the an- they don't care about the answer. Did you find everything okay? Uh, well, no, I couldn't find the mustard. Okay, well, thanks for taking our survey. Uh, they don't care if you can find I have everything. A, I, have a, uh, I actually have a better joke about that. Oh, cool. I could use one. <laughs> <laughs> My joke is when they ask you, they always ask me, did you find everything? And I say, I don't know. I wasn't looking for everything. <laughs> that's, a, that's a way better joke. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually said that to a, uh, to a cashier once, right? She laughs and she goes, oh, it's funny. I never heard anybody say that. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so the next time, right, I'm there, different cashier, and she yeah. says, did you find everything? And I say, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't looking for everything. And she, she looks at me and tilts her head, and she goes, no, that's not, I mean, I meant yeah. you found everything. You were, I, okay, all right. All, all right, right. oh, jeez. Tough crowd. You're not my audience, I tough, screamed. Tough crowd at Vaughn's, yeah. <laughs> the Tuesday night crowd at Vaughn's is a lot harder than, than the Friday night. Really are, yeah. Those early, early out in the week crowds. <laughs> so, what are you talking about on stage these days? I mean, do you talk a lot about sports? I can never remember. I know you do a little bit, but um, I remember you told me one time you did some sports jokes simply because you knew how to pronounce the names of hockey players. <laughs> did I? I don't, I don't know if I ever did that uh, joke more than once or twice. Um, I, uh, you know, I, uh, I talk about. Uh, what a shambles my life is in, or I lie about how well my life is going, or I lie about how how my life is in, in, in a shambles. I don't know. I just um, I try and uh, project a feeling of uh, of goodness to the world. I, I I don't know what I talk about on stage. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I mean, it's it's been because sometimes you're... it all just flies by me, and I go, wait, really? Is that what I talked about? Huh. So I the... talk about things I don't know about. Sometimes, like strip clubs. Like, I rarely go into strip clubs, but I talk about them because I think they're hilarious. Well, no one probably can know the difference anyway because probably most people don't go. They just have this, the imagined view of strip clubs, and that's really all you have to play to. 
I talk about white trash occasionally, even though I'm not from white trash or anything, but I talk about They say, talk about things you know. Well, I kind of, yeah, I just kind of do the opposite. Talk about things you don't know. Hey. I talk, I talk about geography and English rules football. I talk about things I don't know. <laughs> Who's going to know the difference? Mm-hmm. Well, your your kids are grown now, right? Because you know, we're... Geography. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of them are grown. Yeah. Oh, okay. I make I make myself sound like I'm sort of a some sort of a seed spiller all over the country. Yeah, some of them are grown. Ah, da, 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 the ones, da, da, the ones da, that I know, da, da. ones I know about. Yeah, um, yeah. My kids are uh, my kids are uh, growing up. Some are grown. It's uh, it's something, man. All of a sudden, you go, "All oh, right, I'm old." Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's well, a fact. I'm not old, but I could tell people. Back in uh, back in the 1500s, that would be an old old man. That's for sure. Oh yeah, we'd be gone by now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, I don't know about you. I don't know. You're lively. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think you're you're only a few years older than me, I believe. Also, I have the bad vision. So in the 1500s, I would have been no oh. use to anybody. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah, I've got or that. Or else I would have been like a uh, I would have been like a diamond cutter, you know, because I could bring it right up to my bad exactly. eye. Exactly, the nearsightedness. You know, and, and then I could focus. I was so gonna I say, would be able to serve uh, somebody that way, the king. If you need a needle threaded, I'd be your guy. Give them, uh, yeah, give them a little service that way. That's true. Yep. How's about you? How's everything there, Cincinnati? Cincinnati. How about the Bengals, huh? I don't know. I'm a Brown. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Browns fan. It's even worse. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Browns. That was quite a game. Uh, they oh, gave uh, Dallas. They should have won that game. Yes, they but really should have. But I knew they weren't going to. When they were down, really? when they were down in the uh, at f- uh, fourth and goal, and they didn't get in, and then they made Dallas that's punt. I said, "This doesn't. This isn't going to make any difference. They're still going to find a way to lose." That's the kind of negative crap we can't have when you're a sports fan. <laughs> well, my uh, my friends were saying. I'll take San Francisco straight up against the Bears. And I was thinking, no, we're Bears fans. You can't bet against them. Huh. It's a simple thing that I – it's the secret is what it is. It's sending out the right positive vibration. Oh, well, I never bet in a game involving the Browns. That's the whole thing right there. That's a rule I really? have. Oh, yeah, either imagine way. Imagine you could have uh, – oh, oh, you could have cleaned up, man. Not really, because they probably wouldn't have covered the spread. In fact, I don't think they did, because I think... Now, maybe they did cover the spread. They were probably less than a three-point favorite. They probably covered the spread, but I just... you just. I got, I got a feeling Dallas must have been favored by at least three and a half. I would say, yeah, at home, yeah. Because at home, you're usually a three-point favorite to begin with. But right. Then, but then they, they suck at home. They do. Teams are just licking their chops. Is that the right term? I think licking so. Is that right? Licking their chops? I, I believe that is the uh, that is the colloquialism, yes. So when you get busted in the chops, you're getting busted in your face, right? That's correct. Because it, I always said, what, and I busted them right in the chops. It sounds more like the ribs, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it comes from mutton you know, chops. Board, I busted them right in the chops. I think it comes, right from, it comes from mutton chops, or those big old sideburn beardy things people used to have. Is that true? I believe so. So when you're, as, so when as, you're licking your chops, could be, or you're as, literally taking your giant long tongue and running it all I don't over know. your face. As, as our friend Jimmy Pardo would say, this, that may or may not be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> That's always my caveat <laughs> out of those things. 
I just pictured gigantic tongue men just rolling their big lizard tongues all over their faces. And, uh, but you know what? That makes sense. You know, mutton chops could certainly go, uh, right to the, uh, could certainly go right to the edge of your mouth, a mutton chop. Yep. And, uh, you know, you could, uh, you could easily lick it in, uh, in anticipation of, uh, whatever, beating the Dallas Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. Um, all right, sir. Well, uh, we've we've come to the end of our time. It looks like right up at the. Uh, no, at the... have we? Yeah, and it flew right by, didn't it? All those talk of chops. Yeah, and... it re- it really did. Are you gonna are you gonna cut this down into three minutes? Or something <laughs> <like> that, uh... <laughs> no. Um. All right, man. Well, this uh the print part of this will be in City Pages as always the week that you're there and uh, on print and online so all the folks can find it, and the podcast all will right. drop the week before you're there. I believe it'll be a week from Sunday. Great. All right, right. super, man. Thanks for taking the time. I'll I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks, Pierre. All right, Bill. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks again to Bill Dwyer for being on the podcast. You can catch Bill in Minneapolis at the Acme Comedy Club December 4th through December 8th. Of course, we'll have links to that on the Podbean page of this podcast. Uh, The next order of business, of course, is uh, some big news involving a friend of the podcast, Mike Travers. You've heard some of his uh, silly songs on the show before. He uh, did one about his hometown called I Love You Pittsburgh, and it turns out that it caught the attention of the local CBS affiliate, and one of the producers there uh, made a couple of videos for it, which they are showing through the holiday season in Pittsburgh. How about that? Ah, right. So, um... What we're going to do is we're going to play the song for you again. And even if you're not from Pittsburgh, and the, the line for line of the song is if you're not from Pittsburgh, and that's kind of the whole setup for the song, um, I think you'll enjoy it because I think even if you know I hadn't lived in Pittsburgh for a while, uh, I would still appreciate the song. If, if it was a song about Milwaukee, where I've never lived, I would still like to kind of find out you know what makes certain cities unique. And maybe this is the way my mind works. Maybe you won't enjoy it. I don't know. But whether you're from Pittsburgh or not, I think you will uh, dig I Love You Pittsburgh. We will have links on the Podbean page to uh, there's a YouTube channel that shows the two videos and uh, also there's a uh, Facebook page for it so we'll have all that and if you know someone from Pittsburgh or Western Pennsylvania you can send this along to them for the holiday season and uh, I think they'll enjoy it. So uh, here again is Mike Travers with I Love You Pittsburgh on PF's Tape Recorder. You're not from Pittsburgh If you don't have at least one pirate joke Have an uncle with a sweet mustache or know at least ten girls that smoke You're not from Pittsburgh If you've never skied at Seven Springs Or got into an argument With somebody about your six rings You're not from Pittsburgh If you've never been stuck in front of a tunnel or followed the green belt all the way to Kennywood so you could have a funnel. Cake, potato patch, fries, pick the red one on the racer cause it always wins. 
Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I love you, Pittsburgh. 446 bridges here, and Yen's got the best people there. You're not from Pittsburgh if you've never grabbed a girl in Noah's Ark. Or attended a rehearsal dinner that was being held at Eaton Park. You're not from Pittsburgh if you've never been on Carson Street having fun. Walked across a bridge to a game or called a town little Washington or little Washington. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I love you, Pittsburgh. Penguins, Pirates, and the Stillers. Wiz Khalifa and Mac Miller. You're not from Pittsburgh. If you've never taken a visitor on the incline, cruised the rivers on the Gateway Clipper, or complained about the offensive line, the quarterback, the goalie, Phil Sims, and every referee. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I love you, Pittsburgh. 446 bridges here, and Yen's got the best people there. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I love you, Pittsburgh. Mike Travers, I love you, Pittsburgh. All right, uh, like I said, we'll have links to that on the Podbean page, so you can forward that to all your friends from Western Pennsylvania and, and those who like Pittsburgh and all that sort of affair. Uh, meanwhile, uh, let me see. The credits, of course. Uh, the PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Koble. You can find him at TigerDactyl on Twitter. Music for PF Tape Recorder was composed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Let me see. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Uh, I believe that is all the business we have for this week, episode 71. Episode 72 will follow next week. And uh, so long, and thanks for listening. Thank you.